Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show. On this episode, we're going to dive deep into the history of why December 20th is an important date in the history of hockey in Manitoba and why December 20th has been declared Hockey Heritage Day in Manitoba. That's coming up on the podcast. Let's get to a big story for Manitoba hockey today. As December 20th, 2020 will mark the 130th anniversary of the first organized hockey game in Western Canada. A seminal event in Manitoba's long sporting history as the game continues to be a big part of our cultural makeup. Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame and Hockey Manitoba today announced that the province has designated December 20th as Manitoba Hockey Heritage Day. So before we get into the remarks we heard from many people today about this, let's just travel back to 130 years ago. To the early 1880s when the city of Winnipeg was just a young little city experiencing its first economic boom thanks to the railroad as the bulk of the population loved to gamble and drink. But they didn't want to build and not lose fortunes, so they decided to do other stuff too, like soccer, lacrosse, rugby, and baseball were popular in the warmer months. And by 1886, snowshoeing, curling, and skating were popular winter sports. And one of the many Easterners who migrated to Winnipeg was lawyer Patrick Anderson McDonald, who settled here in 1880. Six years later, while on a visit to Montreal, he noticed that organized hockey had captured the interest of Easterners, and hockey clubs and leagues had formed, and fans were Fans were packing rinks, and more importantly, they were paying to watch. So a noted sports enthusiast, he returned to Winnipeg with the type of hockey stick they used in the East. And that winter, he arranged a few informal games, which were played on the red. So skating was really popular, and a number of indoor skating rinks were quickly built, but it wasn't until 1887 that hockey was played indoors at what was known as the Royal Rink. The teams playing against each other, it was informal. Both indoors and outdoors, they were called the bankers and the all-comers, and they didn't have any suitable facility, so the game didn't really catch on too much. Outdoor rinks were really makeshift, so, you know, prairie winters, not great. February of 1890, the public took notice through newspaper reports of a group of hockey regulars playing the Eastern game of hockey, and it seemed the rough nature of the matches required ambulances to wait nearby. And interest slowly grew. Among young males in the formation of a hockey league took shape November 3rd, 1890. At the instigation of Jack Armitage, the Victoria Hockey Club was formed and the free press noted the new club was going to go into the sport for all they are worth. Short time later, Fred Ash formed the Winnipegs, followed by a third hockey club organized by the Royal Canadian Dragoons, simply called Fort Osborne. And on December 20th, 1890, the first recorded hockey game in Western Canada was played between the Winnipeg Victorias and the Winnipegs at the outdoor Winnipeg Railway Rink on the Assiniboine. It was a sparse crowd. They paid 15 cents each to watch the Victorias post a 4-1 victory over the Winnipegs. And on the website, they've got a picture of the advertisement for the hockey match in Winnipeg Street Railway rank Winnipeg's versus Victoria Saturday, December 20th from 3 to 4.30 o'clock, it looks like it says. Admission 15 cents. Banned in attendance. So there you go. There's the background. And now, 
We will get to the media availability held by the Hall of Fame, the Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame, surrounding the declaration of the day, which we will now hear from the Honorable Kathy Cox, Minister of Sport, Culture, and Heritage. Whereas the Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame and Museum Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to Manitoba's hockey, his heritage, past, present, and future, is celebrating the 130th anniversary of the very first recorded organized hockey game in Western Canada, which took place in 1890 at the Street Railway Rink on the Assiniboine River. And whereas the Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame's mandate is to preserve and recognize Manitoba's rich hockey heritage through the development of the Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame and its physical presence at the Bell MTS Iceplex in Winnipeg and Whereas Manitoba's hockey community will celebrate and participate in special events, in special events online only, and social media on this day all across the province. And whereas the sport of hockey is enjoyed and appreciated for all, for providing a competitive and rewarding experience for players of all ages, genders, skills, and levels. And whereas this day encourages all athletes players, coaches, and volunteers to embrace the important principles of good sportsmanship, fair play, and respect for all who love and enjoy this amazing game. So there be it known that I, Kathy Cox, the Minister of Sport, Culture, and Heritage, do hereby proclaim, annually proclaim, December 20th as Hockey Heritage Day in Manitoba. And I encourage all Manitobans to celebrate Hockey Heritage Day by showing their support for related events and activities in communities throughout the province. Thank you. Neil Furrow from the Hall of Fame talked about the plans they have for this day once, you know, we can have nice things again. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, we'll be deferring any activities uh, until uh, we can actually meet and, and have a drink and and uh, have a chat about all of this. Um, and at that time, uh, once... Uh, uh, this COVID is lifted, uh, we'll be scheduling a full media conference at the uh, B- uh, Bell MTS Iceplex. At that time, we hope to have uh, uh, some events planned. Um, and, and those events would reflect on the progress of hockey in Manitoba. I think it's, it's important to, uh, to lay out for, especially for our younger hockey players, uh, where this game came from. Um, and then reminding uh, some of the people that still remember that first game, uh, uh, take them back uh, to a little skate on the river. Moving forward, I think what we want to do is, uh, as, as Kathy said, uh, we want to uh, get the communities involved. And we'd, uh, the Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame would like to support those Manitoba communities' involvement in an annual Heritage Day event. So uh, year to year, uh, we may select different communities uh, in, in the province uh, and then support them to, uh, to help promote hockey uh, in the province of Manitoba. Jordy Douglas, former NHLer, now works with the Hall of Fame as well. Talked about growing up on outdoor rinks in Winnipeg. All of us are talking about playing outside, and that, I think that was the greatest part of growing up in this province and in this city was the ability we had on a day-by-day-by-day basis to walk down to the end of the street, in my case, Clifton Community Club, and skate outside anytime we wanted. 
And uh, I, 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 I just feel so privileged to have had that childhood that allowed me to play outside as often as we did and, 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 and all the other sports that went with it. But go by a rink today and it's uh, sadly you can drop a bomb and not hurt anybody at some of these rinks. And I think we're missing we're the kids are missing that, you know, the excitement of being outside and, 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 and not that anything's going to change in the future, but I know as, as a kid, that was, that was the best part Saturday morning being the first, first guys at the rink because they flooded Friday night. There was always <laughs> a volunteer that flooded the ice somewhere around three, four in the morning to be yeah. the first ones on the ice. We love that. Now, it's not lost on Hockey Manitoba's Peter Woods that this declaration comes at a time when you can't play hockey in Manitoba. I think it's just an opportunity to to ensure that hockey stays in the spotlight uh, throughout the winter. Uh, we are hoping that uh, we will return to play uh, in the not-so-distant future and that we can finish off uh, the season that we started in early September. Uh, we recognize that hockey, the role and the importance that it plays, However, we also realize that there's things that are of greater at stake here and the safety and the health of everyone in Manitoba. So we do realize and we hope that we can strike a balance there that will allow the sport to continue at some point in the new year and that everyone will get that opportunity to enjoy the game and create some additional memories that we've all had that opportunity to doing over a number of years. Author Ty DeLello, who wrote a number of books, including Golden Boys, the top 50 Manitoba hockey players of all time, spoke about the importance of this day. Someone like me who's written a, a couple of books about Manitoba's hockey history, you know, that's kind of my thing, is just trying to get people uh, interested about the past. Um, so a couple of moments that maybe people don't recognize a whole ton is the fact that, you know, our city, Winnipeg, has, you know, won three Stanley Cups with the Winnipeg Victorias and I believe 1896, 1901, and 1902. Um, and then in 1920, uh, a team from Winnipeg won the first ever Olympic gold medal in ice hockey, uh, the Winnipeg Falcons, which was a team of uh, Icelandic Canadians, uh, went to, went across the sea from here to Europe and won an Olympic medal, only allowing one goal in the in their three games. Um, and that's those are two really big you know, monumental accomplishments in ice hockey that kind of get uh, maybe overlooked. So anytime that we can, um, you know, shine the spotlight on, you know, stuff like that and athletes from Winnipeg that came from here that maybe have been overshadowed over, over the years is uh, something that's very important to me. So I'm glad, you know, recognizing our hockey history today um, with uh, Manitoba, you know, it's it's a great thing. And also was asked about one of the oldest living hockey players to come out of Manitoba, who's still here. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible that we have Mr. Ro- like George Robertson still around with us. You know, he lives on his own still at I believe ninety three years old in East St. Paul. And uh, in the in the nineteen forty six, he scored the game winning goal to win the the Memorial Cup, the Winnipeg Monarchs. Mm-hmm. And he was a kind of uh, he was considered one of the top prospects for the Montreal Canadiens. So. He- when uh, when Toe Blake retired at the end of the 1946-47 season, um, the Canadians slotted uh, young Robertson on the on the punchline with uh, Elmer Locke and Maurice Richard. So for the first 15-20 uh, games of the season that year, he was playing you know on the top line in the league, and uh, so he he has a lot of stories about those days. And uh, uh, it's been I've gotten to. Uh, meet him and uh, hang out with him a couple of times and get his stories down and uh, it's it's incredible you know that's 
you can't. Uh, it doesn't get any better than stories from players from the past. Uh, and George Robertson, he's got a, he's got a ton of them. There's another guy, Bob Crystal, who's uh, 90 years old. He played for the New York Rangers for a couple seasons, a couple seasons in the early 50s, and uh, he's got a lot of stories too. Uh, we wrote a book together, a biography about his life. And, um, you know, even though he wasn't the biggest uh, superstar in the league, uh, he still played and uh, he rubbed shoulders with, you know, guys like Gordie Howe and Maurice Richard. And uh, there's there's a lot there. So it's um, it's always good getting stories from, you know, players that played, you know, many moons ago. And finally, John Jameson with the Hall on the origins of women's hockey here. And the second voice you'll hear is Don Kirk, president of the Hall. They got involved. Right away, uh, not not in the actual league action, uh, but that didn't take long. In the uh, I believe in the early twenties, they they were part of the uh, Manitoba Telephone System uh, yeah. league that was actually immensely popular. And uh, uh, I've had some inquiries from people. Uh, they sent me a photograph of their uh, great great grandmother uh, holding a gold stick. You could go back into the uh, the newspaper archives and track I'm that. I was able to do for that individual, but yeah, the the first league uh, that could be a, a challenge for Ty and I to chase after. Yeah, that's interesting, John, because uh, and Kathy, when the photo came and it was given to myself and others to find out what it was, and sure, the she was dressed like in a dress type thing, with yeah, little black skates and a bonnet like a a, a real fancy bonnet on and a hockey stick, and had an uh, uh, she had I think it was an L on her sweater, and everybody said, "Do you know what the L is for?" Well, long and short of it, because as John said, it was the Manitoba Telephones Hockey League. The L was for long distance. Yeah. Then they had the other. Oh. One, so there were four teams, and they used to get like thousands of people to watch these girls play hockey. This is back in the twenties. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?